the 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 Homer and the Hater. Welcome. We uh, still no intro music. Yeah, I was close. That was that was musical that intro. Um, but I am your uh, I'm your host, the uh, the Hater, as always, joined by Woody the Homer. What's up, Wood? Not much, man. Not much. Intro music coming soon. We're we're really hoping for next next episode. Attempt one. I've I heard was a, a disaster. Yeah, just short of that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. We've also uh, you figured out that we're uh, recording this in interview mode, so people now have to use two pods, or it just sounds like a single person having an insane conversation with themselves. Yeah, because I don't even think it picks up the other one, which is crazy for a tiny, like, five-inch phone, but that's how it works. Technology, man. man. It can do anything. Right. On this episode of The Homer and the Hater, uh, we're going to do what we're calling uh, Weekly Potpourri. And uh, we're going to be breaking down a lot of stuff. We're going to be talking a little Jarvis Landry. We're going to be talking NBA. We're going to be talking a little Champions League soccer. And if we have time... We're talking about our favorite cream-based soups. Ooh. Uh, but uh, it might be tight. It might be tight today, so I don't know if we'll get to the cream-based soups. The chowders might be on hold. <laughs> what do you, uh, let's, let's start, let's just get right into it, man. Yeah, might as well. Let's talk about uh, Jarvis Landry. What are your, we talked, a, yeah, I think it was on this pod, we talked a little bit about Jarvis. For me, he's, I think he's a top 10 receiver. We did talk about. I don't know if it, we we talked about it either on it was, this pod or about this. It was pod. him. It was it was the, the compare. It was like him versus Adam Thielen, which yeah, to me yeah. give the give me the guy who's consistently had a hundred receptions. Well, I think his rookie year he had like seventy five or something. Um, but yeah, give me the guy that's putting up three digit receptions every single year his entire career. Uh, I'll take that consistency. I uh, pulling up the or the stats guy rather is pulling up the 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 Jarvis Landry stats. It's just kind of crazy to me that a they franchise tagged him, which would be, to me signal these two are way far off on a deal. But Miami knows they gotta have him next year. I think it's yeah, it's bizarre because to me a franchise tag you reserve for how many receptions this first year. 84. That's still a good number. Pretty good, yeah. And then, you know, 110. He's at 400 on on the dot. So, he's, yeah. He's averaging 100 yards. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the yards per reception is not great. He only get at 9 the first year, 8.8 this current year. Um, he, well, he is a possession receiver. Yeah. I mean, it, he also is – he has two years with over 1,100 yards, which is pretty damn good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I He's averaging a thousand yards a season too, through four, his it's, first four years. This is this is true. He had nine touchdowns last year. God, I just think he is so consistency is huge for me with a guy like Jarvis Landry because I sign him, I know exactly what I'm going to get. I'm if I'm a franchise, I'm reserving my tag for a guy that I'm not quite certain on. Um, like Kirk Cousins was a good example where it's like. They were pretty sure he was good, but they weren't like they weren't a hundred and fifty million dollars sure that he was their quarterback for the next seven years. Um, but I think Jarvis Landry, if you sign him a long year deal, I, like I don't what skills of his is, are going to diminish. Uh, he's not really like an injury guy. Um, I don't know. I I just think he's a guy worth investing on and having an in-house for a, for a long time at receiver. No, don't get me wrong. I like the move. I, I think, yeah, if you're – this is almost following the 
the Washington Redskins kind of like game plan here with how to use the franchise tag. It used to be guys back in the day, it's like, oh, we want them around, but we don't really want to work that hard on a deal. We got a bunch of other stuff. Let's just, we know the, the salary number, let's just give it to them. And Washington was kind of like, no, it's a one year deal. Like, we're, if he wants to come back down from that, great. But we're not going to budge off our number. And we, because we don't really know, I think both of you and I would agree, he's not like an elite superstar wide receiver. He's not a he's not a game breaker. No, but, but he, he's a guy that you have to game plan for if you're playing Miami. Yes, and you have to. All thirty two teams would would sign him. Yes. Like he's not one of those kind of guys. It's, he, but certain teams, and he would start for all thirty two teams. But on some of those teams, he might he might do kind of like what he does now, but even maybe like less receptions. And on other teams, you could argue he might be like one hundred and twenty catches for like fifteen hundred yards. Like the Steelers, I'm sure would like love him in terms of like if they didn't have Antonio Brown, who did the exact same thing. I'm surprised they didn't manage to draft him because they've drafted every <laughs> decent wide receiver in the past twenty years. He didn't get to like the fourth round, which is kind of the kicker for him. He was like, "Oh, second round, yikes, that's not good." Speaking of of round, I think it's important whenever you talk about Jarvis Landry to talk about uh, how poor a job Les Miles did with the LSU roster that God. he had that one year. What was that the? Must have been, yeah, the 13 team. So at wide receiver, he has Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Yep. At running back, he had Alfred Blue, mm-hmm. uh, one of the Bengals running backs. Hill. Jeremy Hill. Uh, at least one more running back. Hill, Blue. Who was the other guy? Who's the, and okay, and then their starting quarterback was Zach Mettenberger. Okay. Who was at who in college is really good. Yeah. He was like uh and he played well. He he fell into that category. Who was the Penn State quarterback a few years ago? Like not like Matt McGlowan? No. No, after Oh, you're thinking of uh like like pretty pretty solid. Yeah, uh, uh, Hackenberg. Yeah. 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 It's like uh yeah. maybe just because their names sound exactly the same to me. Hackenberg, but, yeah. but how this team didn't win a national title is is near baffling. <laughs> well, I think they like ended up Ten and three. That's not great. Um, yeah, Mettenberger Beckham threw a pass. That's pretty cool. Uh, Terrence McGee was a running back that played. Kenny Hilliard, I think, was probably, but he didn't do that much either. It was it was Jeremy Hill all the way. Yeah, I'm probably thinking of a guy that didn't really play because I know they had a, th- a third uh, guy that went pro that was on the roster, but I can't uh, I can't place him right now on the on offense. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had a bunch of guys that just weren't like playing a ton. But. Oh, I'm thinking of Quantavius Leslie. Are you sure not Travis Dixon? Man, some... what, are, what do you think these guys are up to? Kadron <laughs> Boone, Seth Frugie. <laughs> so you're uh, you're you're gonna grade grade? Do I want a, a letter grade? Old school schoolyard grade on the uh, decision to franchise tag Jarvis Landry. A solid B. Solid B. I, it, and that gets upgraded big time into like the A minus range if they can work out a long term deal with him. That gets him around that like because what it's usually like right now it's like five years for sixty five is kind of like the hot number, which averages out to like thirteen ish. It's the thing we haven't really seen. I'm trying to think of the last big wide receiver that was franchise tagged. They just went over it today. I was watching that. Uh, it was like Wes Welker. Because I think that, like, for whatever reason, the wide receiver market got, like, set really well by, like, I wanted to say, like, Fitzgerald. And then everyone just sort of, like, fell right in after him. Like, 
every major negotiation with a wide receiver in the past five years, I feel like has been pretty no sweat, which is, uh, which is unusual. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, no, it's cause you had that one year that like four receivers who are all relatively the same guy who were it was just like, like Kelvin Fitz. Oh, you're thinking way long ago. Okay. So like the Kelvin, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Andre Johnson, Andre Johnson, who's like, there's one other these guy. These guys like all got deals right on the same time. And then it yeah. was like, okay, we'll just increase this slightly. <laughs> and they're all like, but those are like franchise altering deals where they thought that for, like it was that tail end of quarterbacks don't really matter. Like it's great if you can get a hall of famer, but I can win with like Matt Schaub too. And like, that was wrong, but turns so. out <laughs> you cannot win no. with Matt Schaub. Unfortunately not. I mean, the Falcons found that out last year. Even as your backup, you can't win with him, but it's, then you had that second class that was like Des Bryant, Demarius Thomas, AJ Green, I'd, I'd leave Julio out because I think Julio got a way bigger deal. But they all were like in that 15 to 17 a year deal. Jarvis isn't in that group. And then Beckham's going to get like 20 mil a year, I think. I think oh, Jarvis is on my – if I have any team, I want him. He, No matter what yeah, team I have, yeah. I can find something to do with Jarvis Landry. I think the, the same thing definitely goes for like A.J. Green. He's he's a talent where he's he's he wants the ball, but it's just like he'll he'll just do whatever you need. Yeah. And get you like – Endless production. Um, Let's see. Alshon Jeffrey was tagged recently. Dez was tagged recently. Oh, Demarius. I mean, not really like any of these guys are hugely tagged. Hugely tagged. Yeah, I mean, 2012, they just went kind of fr- franchise tag crazy for a second. It's kind of crazy to think, like, you don't have to use it. <laughs> like, I always feel like most every team uses it. But yeah. In uh, reality, not that many teams are using this tag. Well, in 2012, like, half the NFL used it, which is – would you feel Alarming. good or bad about being franchise tagged? I've, I've thought a lot about this. I think if it's the first time it ever happened to me, I'd feel good about it. Because it, mean, okay. it means they want me and that they're willing to pay me top five at my position. But we just can't get the long-term thing out because I'm probably asking for like the most money ever. But that's just me. Yeah. It's in that, like, like Kurt Cousins is set for life. Off of two tags. Two tags and, a, and what will be a new contract. That guy, yeah. He... He's he's just absolutely sad. Because it was like, yeah, it was like the first year is like 22-ish, and yeah, then the second was, year is like 28. Yeah, it's, it's like $50 million for two go seasons yeah. of play, yeah. which is like if you, aver- that's like if you average that out, that'd be the highest per year anyone's ever gotten, and it's not even that close. Okay. Uh, well, we're a little bit off. Well, you no, know, because it was a kicker because it was the second time they used it on him. So like then it goes up to the highest five players in the league, right? Do you think also does every GM know all the rules to the salary cap, or do they have a, a salary cap? This guy? is why you have so many like VPs and executive assistants and like whatever. Is each person I feel like is in charge of like twenty pages, and the guys that like get fired or let go, I feel like don't know their twenty pages well enough. There's no way the GM just kind of oversees everything and knows. I would argue the same amount of rules that we know. That's a good. That's a good rule. Like rule of thumb for life. It's like. You just got to know your 20 pages, yeah. you know, <laughs> like no one's asking you to be like some superstar. It's just, you get in there, you know, your 20 pages and you get out. <laughs> and next week on life tips <laughs> from Mortimer. Uh... I am, I am wearing a bandana at the moment, so I don't know if I take life tips from me. <laughs> when's the, what, when's the last time you confidently knew 20 pages? Um, I actually, right now at, at my current job, I'm incredibly good at PowerPoint. 
So you PowerPoint guy? I think I'm the best oh, PowerPoint no. person at my entire company. <laughs> are you? Are you like clearly one of the youngest people there? Uh, pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. The the loan exceptions would be like I'm in banking, so sure. the loan exceptions are guys that like went to like a very specific set of schooling for like finances type of thing. Those would be like the exception, I would think. I think there's a few guys that are in their like mid twenties that went in to become like a very specific finance person and like came out and got hired. Like less than ten in the. There's a there's probably a couple of handfuls, but okay, yeah. There's, there's seventy thousand people in the company. That's a pretty big company. So yeah, but you're you're. Would you say you're bottom five percent? Yeah, I found out before I left my previous job, I was. The fifth youngest person of 500. Nice. <laughs> it got, it was like, oh, yikes. And I probably knew like the uh, Microsoft Office. And let alone, there's like things I've never used in there before. Like Outlook, well, Outlook, I guess that was their email. But like if you go into like Microsoft Office, it gets kind of scary after a little bit. Like you know Word, you know Excel and PowerPoint. Well, then you got access. Access. No idea what that is. Good luck. Yeah. I don't think anyone else does either. And then you have like, info path designer one node publisher so are you are you a bigger info path designer guy or a bigger info path filler guy <laughs> uh if i had to choose probably filler i'm a big filler guy um that's more of just a gen general kind of thing but no like i would say of microsoft office i was probably one of like the top five people in the entire place you were you were the microsoft sweet life of zach and cody oh yeah like they were have you watched a new show Corporate on Comedy uh, Central? No, I've, I've seen some trailers for it. It looks pretty funny. It, it's pretty great. Uh, there's an episode about PowerPoint on that. I was that guy. Like, <laughs> real basic stuff. Real just like, I don't know how to do this transition. Quick Google it. Three minutes later, I learned a transition. And it just... You're you're all star wipes. <laughs> appear, disappear. <laughs> the car, all this stuff, yeah. And that in Excel, nope. What you would think. You know, I worked at a college, so college setting business or school setting excel would be something other than the business office nobody knew how to like use excel and we're not even talking like formulas or anything we're talking like number inputting yikes i was one of also three people in my office that typed with both hands five fingers on both hands i was uh yeah we, we got dicey i walk myself into sometimes people will reference a program and i'll be like i don't have that program and they're like yeah you do it's a, it's installed on all our computers <laughs> and i'll be like oh <laughs> <laughs> my bad I, yeah. I guess i i do i didn't <laughs> the things i was supposed to know though didn't know like there's computer specific programs i just I, I didn't even learn them they're like oh just read this 400 page manual i'm like you did that yeah it's our job I'm like nope not doing that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but if you need that powerpoint by tomorrow <laughs> come find me um let's get into uh let's get into some nba talk let's do it uh i just had the all-star game uh, brutal, uh, brutally long set of introductions by Kevin Hart. I didn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's a very clunky uh, run up to the All Star Game. Pretty good game, but uh, let's talk second half. I just uh, I have futures now on the Rockets. Ooh. I, I just like where they're sitting, and I think it's you're getting like four to one on the Rockets right now to win the West, and I think. I think right now they have a slightly better than 50% chance based on how well they play with their best lineup. Uh, and the other uh, future I got is for the East, and that's the uh, Celtics. Celtics. Are, yeah, currently sitting in second place to uh, 
to the Raptors, but they're kind of in terms of odds. They're right behind the uh, the Cavs. What are you? Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, I love the Rockets one. I think, like, if I'm a betting man, which I am, I would probably take the Rockets to win it. Um, you got to assume LeBron is just gassed at this point of his career. This would be his if he makes the finals, his eighth straight finals. This would be this would be the worst team he's made to the finals with since 07? his first. Since they got Kyrie and or no 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 since his run in Cleveland, then they got Kyrie right after he left. Right. Yeah, so Kyrie was kind of like the reward for the NBA for the best player leaving your team. Yeah, so before the best player on Cleveland, aside from LeBron, was like the guy whose mom he slept with. Devontae West? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess he had one year in between. So you had LeBron 2010 in June is when he like made the decision or whatever, July. So then the 10-11 year, like, you had, oh, that team was bad. Oh, man. And then... Um, that's how you get the number one picks. He had one year in between did they LeBron have, and Kyrie. Did they have that big stiff that he loves for some reason? Like the big Elgalskis? Zadrunas went with him to Miami. <laughs> he's like, LeBron, I don't want to be here either. LeBron loves that guy for yeah. say. He's like, <laughs> like an, I think he has the most, I think he's started the most games with LeBron in his career. Zadrunas? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because the whole seven years in Cleveland and then the first year in Miami – so I was like, yeah, like just a big fan. Yeah, I think he's like, I think he got his jersey retired. Really? Yeah, I mean, I think he's like one of the five greatest Cavs. The Cavs are a really bad franchise. Man, like Larry Nance Senior for seven years—it's all you need. Oh man, um, I've, like, I'm, yeah. just, I'm, I'm, I've gone beyond selling the the Cavs. Really? Yeah, and and then on top of that, I just I don't like. Um, the Raptors in a seven-game series. I just think anytime I watch the Raptors or the uh, Wizards in the in a playoff series, I'm just like not super enthused. I, I just they they have no. I, I just feel like they're so far from what they need to be to to win in the East. That's fair. You know, wow. yeah. give, give me the Celts. They have uh, they have uh, Hayward coming back. Uh, great coach. Kyrie, he's a he's a killer in the postseason. Uh, yeah, sign me up for that. What are the what are the Celtics currently sitting at? Fourteen to one. What about to win the East? To win the East, Celtics dropped to three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty similar. Uh, or, oh no, the Rockets fell a little bit. Rockets are plus two seventy five. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, I I just don't, I love you. Yeah, I think Houston does. I actually personally love the Thunder. I think they're going to figure it out right when teams are starting to doubt. I think at the at the end of 82 games, every team hits that period of where things have worked either too well, you already start to worry, like, okay. Because then the coach will come in and, like, you can't just assume the regular season is how the playoffs are. All that cliche BS. And so you start to, like, doubt the little things that are actually, like, which little thing is the true thing that's going to, like, come like coming back and bite us. So you have those teams that that creeps in where Oklahoma City, that just happened for the first 35, 40 games of the year. So they haven't really hit that point yet. They're just like, hey, we actually figured it out. And other teams have not had time yet to figure out their weaknesses because you can't watch the first half of the season with them and think, oh, so that's how we're going to defend Paul George. Because Paul George games 1 through 40 is not who Paul George 41 through 82 is. It's tough to guard Paul George because, like, sometimes he uh, – 
Actually, no. I, 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 if I was thinking today, if who would I least want to play against in the NBA? I think it'd have to be Russ. Least want to play against? Yeah. The, the yeah. dude just has so much energy every game. I've never seen a Thunder game where he's just like doesn't care. They will. They will rest him sometimes. But yeah. like, but like, still, like when you have to play, you're, you're obviously you're like that'd be great to show up to the Thunder. Oh, and Russell Westbrook's resting. That's oh, yeah, not the scenario. But yeah, I sort of feel like he has a little bit of that like Kobe. Jordan mindset where it's like I can't imagine he's playing one on one with anyone where he doesn't want to just completely shut them out. Yeah, I feel like if I played one on one against LeBron, he wouldn't care that much. He'd still dominate me, but his like effort level wouldn't be all there. I feel like Russ, for whatever reason, would like make it a point of not letting me have the ball. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like really yeah. exhausting. Russ wants to rub it in your face that he is better athletically than you significantly. Uh, better bad basketball and all these things. Like, exactly, he won't let you have the ball. Like he's setting the rules of it. All right, ones and twos to eleven. Uh, but we're we're playing like yeah, like winner winner keeps the ball. And then LeBron's like, no, yeah, ones and twos to eleven. We'll alternate. You know, if you score, other guy gets the ball. It's like, oh man. There is a there's some guy on the Thunder payroll whose job it is to find like creative solutions to uh, not allowing Russ to play like like shoot a couple of hoops with like cancer kids that want to meet him. Like they're like, no, Russ actually isn't uh, shooting today. Um, he's bowling. So we're going to bring him to the bowling out. You know, it's like, they do not let him like, like so, something, yeah, some, something that's like even a little more even playing field where they, and they have to even like sit Russ, but like on the ride to the bowling alley. <laughs> Bro, okay. Listen, we get it. You're, you're stronger than these kids. though. You're going to beat them. <clears throat> you're going to use a 16 palm ball. You don't have to rub it in their face that they have to use the ramp still. All right. <laughs> it's like spinning it and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, if we're in that conversation, James Harden, because I feel like he's the guy that calls fouls in a one-on-one game that are like not yeah. fouls. It's a, like he blew a layup or like took a really bad shot. I said, oh, pull foul. You're, you're calling him cheap. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely like hate James Harden. He's my least favorite player in the NBA. But foul, yeah. foul. That was a foul. Yeah, but foul. I, I, we haven't started the game yet, James. Uh, but no, yeah, uh, yeah. Thunder. Give me, uh, give me. Uh, it, you, it can be East or West. East or West. Um, to win it all, give me a team that is below a uh, ten to one to uh, to win it all. I mean, the homer in me is saying Minnesota, especially after the Bleacher Report, which is apparently our new home for soccer as their new tagline. And I'm amending I'm saying 15-1 because okay. I'm seeing that uh, the Thunder are going to be. Yeah, I, I was going to admit that many ways. That, that, yeah, I was going to say, assuming it had to be like 10.1 to 1 or something dumb like that. Um, not the Spurs anymore after the Kawhi thing that came out today. Are there <sighs> two teams from each conference that are not even – you can't even wager on them anymore to win the conference? Uh, it looks like they're only giving us 10 on each side, so there's five on each side you can't even bet on, which makes sense. Higher than, I'll just say higher than 10 to 1. God, there's not one that I love. I'm not going uh, sure to lie. Appreciate you not lying to us, man. To win the conference, here's what I could see happening. What about the Bucks? I was going to say that. Um, the Bucks, though, if you look at it like in terms of like, Let's look at the – if you look at the standings, they are in currently – okay, so this could work. Well, let's play Cleveland. It's over. But say the Bucks get to the fifth seed, which is not crazy. They're half game out of the five seed. They could beat Washington. Or let's give them the four seed either way. Right? They could beat Toronto in the second round. 
I don't think they can beat Boston or Cleveland. So then you get a tired Boston or a tired Cleveland. We've seen that happen before. They could kind of be your sneaky, like, 20, 2009 magic. Where, like, Dwight Howard, Hedo Turkoglu, Richard Lewis. That could be kind of their role. A team that a team that would make me nervous in a series actually is uh, the Pacers. It's like try try betting against the Pacers. <laughs> it's is, it is not an easy thing to do. They're they're having a really surprisingly good season this year. The Pacers. I just I don't. It's basically just like Oladipo. But they're and Lance Stevenson playing on the greatest contract ever. They have a lot of like their. They're like four through eight guys are all like super solid too. Like there's not they they have a they have a ton of dudes, but just no like good players. <laughs> okay. When when your second best player is not only Bogdan Bogdanovich, he's also only averaging thirteen point seven points a game. You're in some trouble. Well, okay, you're going off. You're this is <laughs> you're you're sorting by points per game, so that might not be like their most effective player. But... No, no, no. Um, they also don't have a second guy with a per above twenty. Uh, oh, I take that back. Uh, Ike, on, 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 I can't pronounce his name. We're not going to count him. <laughs> Sorry, Ike. Yeah, I'm a bit. Ike. Open invitation to join us on the pod, though. Anabogu? Anabogu. I, he, I, I know I recognize the guy. Ike Anabogu, I'm going to call him See, He seems like a guy that, just based on the name, I feel like he played for Louisville at some point. It's like, that seems like a guy that was like a solid starter for Ooh, Louisville. UCLA. He's only 19? That's why I don't recognize him. 19. I take that back, Ike. I don't know who you are. 19, never been kissed. <laughs> I mean, we don't know if that's true. We, don't know. we already can't pronounce his last name. We don't have to, like, dog the guy. <laughs> But yeah, PER twenty three. So I was I proved wrong again. Um, but either way, I think their second best player is Darren Collison. Um, ah, I don't know. Ah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I agree with you on this one. I do love me some Bogdan Bogdanovich though. So we're we're or both Bogdan. we're both on board with the uh, we're full on Rockets. Yes. And then in the yes. East, I like the Celts. You like the. I'm the homer. I'm taking the Cavs, man. Okay. I think they. I still think they pull it out. I think uh, if the Cavs meet anybody but the Warriors in the finals, I'm taking the Cavs to win the finals. And uh, man, they have to. They have to figure out a lot of stuff. I feel like. Yeah. MVP goes to. It's gonna go to Harden, but I'm gonna hate it. Um, I uh, yeah. How many more games does Harden have to play to win the MVP? I mean, they played, what, about 55, 58 right now, so there's only 25 left or so. It's a pretty cool spider hanging from the ceiling. Oh, man, that's a big one. A decent-sized one. He's all right. He's just chilling. Um, he needs to play another 15. I think he's good. Sorry, killing the spider. That's fair. Oh, it missed. I don't know. God, he's in my ear. In your ear, not the ear. Um, but switch, switching, switching from playoffs to probably my my more favorite part of the NBA now. Um, who, right now, I think it's the the Phoenix Suns. Ooh, actually, I take that back. There's a solid six teams tied for last place. Because 
I'm back from the spider killing, by the way. Yeah, spider is now dead. Rest this, in peace, uh, spider. This podcast has more spider <laughs> kills per episode than any other podcast. Except for the spider killing podcast. <laughs> Which is just seems brutal. <laughs> um, and then the Nets at 19. Okay, so, so you're going for you're looking at the lottery right now. <clears throat> We're looking at lottery. Which team are you most excited about going forward? In terms of this is obviously past 2018 and beyond. Um, I give you seven teams: maybe the Suns, the Mavs. I think you already know, man. Wait, no, yeah. Kings, Grizzlies, okay. Hawks, Magic, Nets. Okay, so I'll I on the Bulls too. So I don't get the uh, Lakers. No, because I think that's kind of a gimme, that's and they're also significantly farther outside of the lottery than I like the Suns, man. Suns got a lot of like young, exciting players. They do. Um, in terms of like structure, like if I had to bet on which team is going to be better five years from now, I'd say the Hawks. I think the Hawks ownership, um, they have the, they still have the coach that used to be Pop's assistant. Yeah, like how did they go from? They were the one seed like three years ago. They, they? they have like no players right now. Yeah, it's so it's, oh man, I feel bad for them. The best player on the Hawks is like <laughs> Dennis Schroeder. Uh, <laughs> like the least favorite guy you yeah the, the guy <laughs> if you had to pick it one guy who you don't want to be the best player on your team i feel like this team has got to be under the cap <clears throat> oh yeah oh, like, who are they paying like they're like pocketing money right now i think they pay like bellinelli like 12 million i think they pay bays more like 12 million yeah who else are they paying on this team uh, deandre bembry gets serious minutes for this team shoulder maybe resigned i don't know I don't think they're giving. Ilya Sova probably gets ten. Like Muscala is not getting a ton of. Uh, whenever I'm watching like a box score that involves the Hawks, I, I have a moment where I think that Tayshawn Prince plays for them, and then and then you realize it's Taurine Prince. Yeah, wait, T Prince? No way. <laughs> the Hawks. Yeah, I. But I I'm most excited. I think I think Devin Booker is a guy that's going to develop into. Uh, an all NBA guy. Um, I think he's he's got all the talent. He has some health issues, but I did not say the Falcons. I, I said say, now we're going no doing a deep dive into the uh, Atlanta Falcons. My sport track. Where can I want you to work? Um, how oh, they pay Kent Bazemore sixteen million dollars? That might be too much. Schroeder does get a contract, and Miles Plumley. So Plumley, Schroeder, and Bazemore account for 43% of your cap? Sports Track also looks like it's a website based on their logo designed to uh, either mar- be a marketing thing or like pharmaceutical sales. Yeah, no. It's, it's like a wi- it's a weird windmill with three primary colors and then yellow. Because why use anything that's like remotely related to sports? Would you – and then would you like put – no, wait, isn't yellow a primary? No. What does yellow come from? No, yellow's a primary. No, it's not. Yeah. Does yellow and blue make yellow and blue. Okay, so my bad. So three primaries in green. And you would assume green would be going between blue and yellow, right? No. No, let's put it between red and blue. Which is... The two that make purple? Yeah, okay. Sorry, so I actually really like your site, but... And then the, the font that you... It's very confusing. What is that font? Not times, is it? <laughs> Might be. It's very. <laughs> it's something that looks like the least dynamic thing I've ever seen. That's fair. That's fair. All right, we're uh, we're moving on. Final topic before we uh, break on this pod, and we're going to do Champions League. Unless you're locked out of your phone. In which no, case. we're good. We're good. We're good. 
Um, Champions League, I want to get your prediction on who's going to uh, win this thing. We uh, just finished the first leg of the, what is it, round of eight? 16. So 16? <clears throat> I was confused. I, that, yeah. Do they talk about the... <clears throat> Do they talk about the number of games, the number of teams? Teams, yes, teams. So okay. quarterfinals are next round. So we, I don't, what is the round of 16 called? I think they call it the knockout stage? I don't know. This site's calling it the playoffs. I don't think it's the playoffs. <laughs> I think it's a very American thing to do. This site is like from the Czech Republic, though. So Yeah, it still has pop-ups. Like, I don't know how the ad blocker didn't pick up on that. But um, we pretty much have three teams in to the quarterfinals, so next round, because Manchester City is up 4-0, Liverpool is up 5-0, and Bayern Munich is up 5-0 as well. So those three are in. Uh, for those that don't know how this works, it's a home-and-home home series, so you get one game on the road, one on one at home. If you're the better of the two teams through this round, you get the home game second. And tiebreakers are away goals, which is kind of crazy. Um... So Tottenham has two away goals, PSG has one, and Barcelona has one. Oh man, we might have a, we might have four British teams. Yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, complete disappointment. For, usually, this is where the the British teams start to like flame out and oh yeah, and not like Tottenham plays Juventus and that's a matchup that Juventus is probably slightly favored to win overall. But yeah. this is usually yeah. the round where, like, a Tottenham would lose to Basel. Correct. But so far, they've, they've been playing really well. Manchester City might be the best team in the world, uh, which pains me to say. But I think they are. Uh, but we don't have to care about them right now. I think Tottenham blows it in two weeks to Juventus. I think in a crushing, like, 1-0 loss where they score in, like, the 79th minute. And you just have 14 minutes of just pain you have to get through. By, by, by they? Juventus scores. Okay. Like seventy ninth minute, and then Harry Kane just gets like seven shots at it, <laughs> like one every two minutes, just rifling. Like, did you see their uh, see their FA Cup game? Oh yeah, <laughs> they were they're down one nothing, and then I think Harry Kane came back and tied it on a penalty kick in like the ninetieth minute, and yeah. then uh, or took the lead on a penalty kick, and then they let a they let a last second goal go through, so they had to replay this horrible team again. <laughs> They were playing in their stadium. There were like seven thousand people there. It was like the most people they've ever had in their stadium. There's like a there's a documentary series about that on like Netflix right now, but it's British. So you only get two episodes. It's super weird yeah. how that setup goes. But uh, yeah, same thing. It's like oh, we're selling crowd with two thousand people. Oh, Jesus. You know, if you uh, travel to a foreign country, you get like a <clears> different <throat> Netflix. I'm, do you really? Because different country. I, fe- I, I never googled this. You have access to different shows. So it's not you're not getting like foreign shows, but like you won't get access to Friends in Paris, but you'll get access to uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and it's just like a license. I'm pretty sure it's just a licensing thing. So it's like the the amount of content really isn't that different, but the the types of shows you get is like vastly different. Really? Yeah, it's weird. Oh man, I, I mean, I've never been out of the country, so this is this is new to me. Like, if you go, be prepared. Like you're out of Canada. Do you think Netflix in Canada is different? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely do. Fair enough. All right. We'll, we'll test this out in a few weeks. But uh, anyways. Um, so who, give me your pick because I, I have a pick. <clears throat> I'm just looking at this and uh, I have a pick that is going to be a little controversial. I do as well. 
Ooh, give it to me. I think PSG. I was going to say PSG. Real Madrid. <laughs> I and Real, goes Madrid. Of- Real Madrid is playing very poorly right now. Yeah, they needed like an insane amount of luck to get 3-1. And then they need that catalyst to just blow everything up, fire their manager, sell half their team, and then spend a billion dollars. And P- PSG is definitely the one team that knows no team is out of it after one one round after uh that was last incredible. Year, right? yeah. and Barcelona was up or no Barcelona they were was up, down yeah they were up like three nil on away goals in <laughs> so they go to Paris I think no they go back to I don't know something crazy where they then like, score again oh that's what they needed like three or four goals after the like 75th minute to win that match there was there was something like four goals needed to be scored from Barcelona in 30 minutes, and it happened. That was crazy. It, uh, it was that that might have been the greatest game I've ever watched. But but I'm definitely in that game. If say, say the I don't think the spread would be this, but if if the spread were minus one and a half, I I'm on that for PSG. I think they win by two plus goals. Yeah, I because it'll be in Paris. The only, the only issue is then they have to come back two rounds from then and beat Bayern Munich, um, which could – I mean, that's – No, it's reseeded. Oh, it is? Yeah, so get, this is the last time we reseed, and then we go into a tournament format. I um, take that back. So I, they actually might reseed for this semifinals too. I feel like a, I feel like a, like a drunk guy figured out this format one time. He's like, all right. We're going to take all the teams, all right? And they're playing in a giant bracket. And then we're going to get down to a certain amount of teams, and they're just going to play a, a one-off home-and-home. Home. All right, then we're going to take the winners of that, match those teams up. And then the final game is just a neutral site single game, right? Neutral site, one game in a random country that half the time doesn't make sense, yes. I think one is like in Ukraine coming up, which is like a very like questionable, like politically charged country right now. Um, so to refresh last year, Paris goes up four nil at home just, and then they score to get the away goal they need to have the tiebreaker and now can only not lose six to one and then go and lose six to one, man. I think they scored in like the 96 minute too, which like never happens. I love last year. Monaco was a pretty good team last year, but they, they beat Man City. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah so, where did the uh, British teams exit last year? Uh, the quarterfinals. I think Leicester City was the last one to survive and got a, like a favorable matchup with Atletico Madrid and couldn't do it. Um, they, re- they redraw through the semifinals so that the final four teams, yeah, you just get redrawn again. Wow. 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 All right, there you have it. Both of our picks for the uh, <laughs> Champions League final is a team that's down 3-1. Uh, with that, I think we're going to wrap for this pod. Uh, what do you got anything uh, going out? Not much, man. Not much. Just uh, got some got some juicy uh, draft picks I had. This is where you uh, this is where you come alive. So. Yeah, usually, usually. I'm glad we got through weekly potpourri. I think it was a, it was a good yeah, that trial was your, run. That was your first, uh, first taste of uh, weekly potpourri with the Homer and the Hater. Uh, until next time. This has been uh, the Homer and the Hater podcast. Sayonara. <laughs>